0: I Enjoy the show. Out. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Here we are. The Executive Protection Lifestyle Podcast. You know, this first episode, what I really want to do is I want to get down to the nitty-gritty, the ground zero of what the podcast is going to be about. Kind of what I believe Executive Protection is really about. I want to talk about kind of the lifestyle that goes into doing what we do, the lifestyle that goes into being successful in this podcast. I mean, there's just so many different dynamics and there are so many different places for us to go with this podcast because the reality is, you know, I think that the things that make a good protector, really a good protector in general, let alone a good executive protection agent have so much more to do with anything you can learn in a school, you know. For me, in so many ways, executive protection is natural because it really has so much to do with who I am. You know, it has so much to do with just my my natural makeup as a man and as a combatant, you know, as a guy that, you know, went to Iraq. And like, like why would I do any of that? You know what I mean? And I think this is something that a lot of you will be able to kind of Um, that'll bear witness to a lot of your, you know, like a lot of you will be able to really feel me on this is, you know, protection just works perfectly with the way I was created. You know, like some people say, you know, like you've heard it said, I didn't choose the game. The game chose me. You know what I mean? But, uh, I really genuinely feel in my case, that is it. And I think for a lot of men that are in this game and women, like a lot of people that are in this game, I think they're going to find You know, like they're in this game because there's a natural draw to do what we do. We are protectors, whether, you know, like no matter what you're doing in life. And so I think that's what's so kind of beautiful about the way that I've situated this podcast uh, and really kind of beautiful about the industry and what I do for a living. You know, like getting paid to do something that is natural to who I am is like one of the greatest honors in life, you know it's 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 something that is is a great honor to do so uh, I love the industry I love the game my name is Byron Rogers I call myself an executive protection professional you know if you ask what I do Uh, I'm a private security professional excuse me (laughs) Uh, but as far as you know this podcast things won't be perfect I'm gonna do the least amount of editing possible Uh, in here I'm gonna try and keep it as rugged and raw as possible but the reality is too, you know like what we do is private what we do as private security professionals is there's a degree of you know privacy that's required um, that's appropriate and so while we might get into some true Hollywood stories you know, there's a there's a decent probability that, and not even a probability. I'm gonna do everything I can to protect any piece of client confidentiality and identities that I think might be affected uh, negatively by any of the content that's here. So, you know, the names will be changed on stories, things of that nature. Just because we are private security professionals, actually, I would die before letting my podcast become a tabloid so you know the goal of this podcast is not by any means to you know expose anything that's happening you know in hollywood or any other place like that the goal of the podcast is contribution um and that's because contribution is one of my highest values um while there will be stories i'm sure i mean about all of it You know, I've got a number of things that I'm going to talk about that have happened to me in the industry, and I know guys that come on are going to have those same same types of kind of Charlie Murphy esque, true Hollywood stories as is part of the game. But um, the goal of this podcast is really to contribute, to contribute, man, to contribute to an industry that I love, to contribute to uh, being able to provide the marketplace with better quality agents you know this is this is something that people are going to be able to listen to and learn more about our it's private and kind of secret and so kind of you know, hidden world, the hidden world of executive protection. I want to talk about the pitfalls. I want to talk about the mind game, uh, the mindset. I want to talk about the the spiritual fitness, the mental fitness, you know, the emotional fitness that's required in order to be successful in this game because there are so many different things to it. It is really more than just a job. If you think it's a job, you're going to be disappointed, which is what really comes from misappointing your expectation. Disappointment is a result of you not understanding the relationship you're in properly. Think about disappointment. Like if I look at a four-year-old and I expect him to act like a four-year-old, I'm not disappointed when he acts like a four-year-old. But if I expect him to act like an adult and he acts like a four-year-old, I'm going to be disappointed, right? So, you know, with executive protection, I know it's an industry that's supposed to double according to one's. Statistic um, uh, that, that it's supposed to double within the next ten years. And um, I think anyone who understands the industry and what we're capable of and what we're doing in the climate of the world and the changes that are taking place within, you know, the American culture and also different cultures in the world, I could very reasonably probably sit here and hypothesize that something like that is is extremely probable with regards to the industry. Really growing exponentially. So, you know, it's it's another podcast for people that are thinking about getting into the industry and want to know what to be prepared for, you know So if you think it's just a job and you come to work and you've got your client calling you when you're supposed to be off Well, if you've already managed your expectations You're gonna have the right attitude and I think one of the biggest gatekeepers to success in this industry is really the emotional fitness and managing that attitude uh, that becomes extremely necessary, no matter how much you're getting paid, to be able to literally be there for someone 24-7, to be able to be someone's guy. You know, everyone says they work with such and such, or they work with this other person, but like... You know, they are they really that person's guy. Like if I talk to that VIP, are they gonna know you on a first name basis? Like do you have their personal cell phone number in your phone? If not, you're not that person's guy. And if they don't have your number, you know, you're not that person's guy. If I say, Hey, I met Jeff the other day, said he was your your guy for two or three years, you know, is that VIP gonna look back at me and be like, Oh yeah, yeah, no, he was he was my dude, he was cool, he cut you know, or is he gonna be like Jeff who what? you know. So we're gonna talk about all that type of stuff here too um but yeah the the primary goal of this podcast is going to be contribution con- contribution i want to contribute to the industry in a way that's going to really increase like that's really going to foster the growth of high quality executive protection agents highly educated guys uh gentlemen that have managed the internal workings necessary to be successful in the industry that know what they're getting into and that understand how to deal with what they're getting into. Uh, I'm writing a book called Social Dynamics of Executive Protection, and it's something that is I'm really excited about because I feel like social dynamics, it's really like one of the hidden skill sets for success in this industry. It's really a hidden skill set for success in life, but you'll hear kind of that word, social dynamics, a lot. You'll hear kind of the way that we navigate various situations uh, a lot because, you know, I look at executive protection as Um, You're in a situation where you're courtiers on in a king's court. You know, you're you're one component within, you know, a whole spectrum of of individuals. You're one cog in the wheel. And if you don't know how to navigate the social environment of that social setting, you will not be successful. Good to go. You can be the most high-speed guy in the world. You'll hear us use words like, he can be the most high-speed ninja wizard, you know, secret master Jedi, you know, and if you have soft skin, this isn't a podcast for you. I believe in freedom of speech, not being, uh, what's it called, politically correct. Good to go. So, you know, I'm going to get pretty American on here and say what I think is right. But, you know, if you aren't able to manage and, and 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 navigate the social settings that you find yourself in in this game long before you make any tactical error, uh, you're gonna get eliminated and you won't be successful. You can actually make tactical errors, which you don't wanna do ever, but you can actually make mistakes and if you have been socially responsible, if you've been professional, and if you have enough equity established and rapport established, with your client and with the team and with the social system that you're a part of, actually people will cover you and protect you and it will just emerge as a learning experience and you'll actually come out quite a bit ahead. So, you know, the social dynamics piece is huge. Um, On that other piece with regards to the brand and regards to the podcast, you know, when you look at the executive protection emblem, uh, I put it together a certain way for a reason. With regards to the brand and the emblem, kind of the way I chose that, I chose it real deliberately, you know, in this game, you're just one piece of the puzzle as a security operator, you know, as a private security professional, as I like to say, you're one cog in the wheel, you know what I mean? One of the biggest pitfalls, I think, you know, that I've touched on a little bit is guys, they get the eye guy syndrome and they, they can't effectively make the transition from warlord or warrior over to guardian, you know. Uh, and so they kind of, they, 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 they fall along the way, kind of in some realms of the ego and just the 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 shock of the whole experience. You know, the, the reality that in another social setting, you're a made man. You know what I mean? You walk in the room, everyone stands up you know, you have authority, you have respect, you earned it in your former career, 20, 30 years on the job as a law enforcement officer, or maybe you were in the military, maybe you just did four in the Corps, you know, you were like me, Marine Corps, four years, you know, but by the end of it, you know, I mean, even as a Lance, I had mad respect. As a Lance Corporal, I had more respect than some sergeants, you know what I'm saying? Because I was out there with my dudes getting it done. I was a squad leader and I was making moves, you know, and, you know, Guys that have been in the industry, you guys know, I mean, guys that have been in the military, you know how that works. So, you know, you come from there in other countries, you hold life and death in your hands, millions of dollars worth of equipment is entrusted to you, you know, and then you come out here and you're in the civilian sector and you get this job of executive protection and you have these, well, expectations that lead to you know, you, you, you that lead to disappointment. You know, I mean, a misappointment of your expectations happens and you think it's going to be like, you know, you're the specialist. You've been hired to protect this person. Uh, this person might, you know, need you to actually even give your life in service and you're expecting a certain type of like treatment. And the reality of the game is all too often because humans are involved and nothing's perfect that has humans to do with it. <laughs> you know, um, You're dealing with the cognitive dissonance that comes from uh, leaving your former career and now you find yourself in a new game that has its own tone of honor to it, so you're good with that, but you're in a service industry. Have you ever been in a service industry? You know what I mean? So really what ends up happening is you have to start to really think about And deal with the reality that, you know, you're now the guy having to field all the requests. And you've maybe never been talked to the way that you'll get talked to when you're doing executive protection, you know, uh, because the reality is you are just a cog in the wheel. You are an element, which is why I chose the element symbol. I also chose element symbol uh, for my company, Bravo Research Group. Uh, my security consultant company, but I also chose it for this mostly because one, they're both elements to what I'm building into my life, but when it comes to private security, you're just an element to that VIPs world. They've got house staff, they've got lawyers, they've got accountants, they've got a private jet with, with pilots. They've got all these different components that make up the periodic chart The periodic table to their organization, their life, really. And you are just one of those components. So one of the best ways to survive is to know that from Jump Street and to focus on being the best piece of the puzzle, the best part of that component possible to stay in your lane, do what you were hired to do, do it to the best of your ability with the mindset of trying to make their life easier and better. You should always be trying to bring up the average. You should always be trying to contribute, you know, and realizing from Jump Street that the game is not about you, you know? And so that's kind of why I set the emblem up that way. That's why it's oriented that way. With, you know, the EPL being, you know, something that looks like an element on the periodic table. And then, obviously, because it's an element, it's just that we're going after the scientific element theme. I went with one capital, one lowercase, because it's not about keeping it all capitals. I I went with that lowercase P because that shows how you've got to control your ego. You know what I mean? Uh, It's not as loud. You know, and it's not as, because it's a title, it's somewhat not grammatically correct, but I like that. You know, it's edgy. So, you know, capital E, lowercase p, for that reason, to show the humility that you need in this industry. And then, kind of, the EPs in the middle, it's the focal point. You know, everyone focuses on EP, you know, but then if you look in the upper right corner, you see that little L for lifestyle EPL, Executive Protection Lifestyle. And that little L is what feeds that EP. Because in order to be good at this job, you've got to be mentally and emotionally fit. You've got to live a lifestyle that fosters growth, that fosters um, really all the different intangibles that you're going to need in order to be uh, successful and even maybe to make the ultimate sacrifice one day, someday. Because the truth is that there are professionals that have had to do that and, you know, I've heard it said, you know, by another gentleman I actually look up to, you know, uh, he'll be on this show. Uh, His name's Charles. And, you know, I think in the next couple of episodes, you'll hear from Charles. He's a guy that uh, believed in me and and, and one of the first companies I worked for on, you know, some A-list accounts. And he says it best, man, when you strap up for the day, when you put that gun on your waist or wherever you have it, you know, for me, is an everyday thing whether I'm working or I'm not working. And I was in the Marine Corps, so I've already written a blank check before. You know, in terms of being willing and dedicated to do something that I want to do, that that I'm willing to die for in my life. You know, but really, when you get ready to do this job and you lace up, you know, and you put and you, and you put your weapon on your on your body and you step out, you've got to be willing to write a blank check to protect someone. And if you don't look at it that way, you really probably shouldn't be doing the job because you're not in reality. And that's a dangerous thing for everyone involved. So the lifestyle behind this work is really, you know, it is really important. So that's why I put that L up there in the corner. It points to the EP. It is the lifestyle. It's what feeds the game. And with a lot of the people we have come on here. You know that's really we're going to focus a lot on. We're going to focus on techniques and tactics, um, but we're going to focus a lot on the lifestyle uh, of what we're doing. But you know we're going to talk to a little bit of everything and everyone in the game, in the industry, and around the industry in order to really get um, good optics on what really goes into this kind of hidden art form, this hidden world that we live in of like you know glorious private jets and hotels, seven diamond hotels and you know, great meals and unglorious days and holidays being spent in a car parked outside, you know, when it's just you, if you're lucky, you and one other guy sitting in the chase vehicle out front in front of a house looking at each other in the eyes and you're like, hey bro, Merry Christmas man. (laughs) And he's like, yeah. You know, and you know if you're in the Marine Corps, if you're in the military eh, it's not... It's not that foreign to you, you know, and you're kind of like, at least I'm not in the sand, you know, (laughs) like, you know, that's, you know, that's a great approach. That's a great way of looking at it, you know, because, you know, in this game, your clients very often become more active during the holidays. And I know there are guys in the game right now that are like, listen to this. And they're like, yeah, that's the stinking truth, man. You know, so, you know, like everything, there are mountains and valleys, you know, there are peaks. There are mountaintops, but, you know, there's swamps, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You can freeze at a mountaintop too, you know, and in this game, when you're most vulnerable is when you're at the mountaintop, when everything's going good, uh, when 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 things have been going smooth for a long time, when your client and you get into a good rhythm and you guys are real comfortable with each other and you're kind of getting familiar, if you can't keep the right optics, perception and perspective on the reality of your relationship with your client... Boom. One move, one wrong step. You know, I, I I talk about how with clients, you know, I look at them as kind of like having a pet lion. You know what I mean? Not that your client's your pet, but it's like it's like something that's extremely powerful that can crush you, but it allows you to be close to it and it allows you to like work with it and, and be cool with you. And so you think it's all good, but like the day you forget and misstep in that relationship could be the last day you step foot on the planet earth. You know what I mean? So in the game, you know, I've seen guys get too familiar, get too comfortable, um, lose the optics on the relationship and how they need to act no matter how the client acts. <laughs> you know what I mean? And boom, it's not long. They say something they shouldn't have said. They make a move. They shouldn't have met. they share something they shouldn't have shared. And they start their timer, you know, and getting your timer started is what I call when you make a mistake that now is like, it's like, it's like your hourglass just got flipped over and the game is just, it's just waiting. It's literally, you know, it's, it's, it's now there, there's eyes on you and your timer has been flipped and every little thing starts to count. So those are just some optics on kind of the podcast, the brand, you know, and I'm just kind of letting this first episode just flow naturally, I've got some notes. I'll get over to them in a second if I feel like I need to. One other thing I want to be very clear about with the podcast and with my work and with um, the contribution I'm trying to make here and with regards to me personally, I'm not doing this podcast because I'm the ultimate super fly. Ultra Master, Black Wizard, Jedi Ninja, you know, of EP, I'm not doing this podcast because I know anything about the game, okay, Um, I'm not doing this podcast because I'm right, because I know the only way, listen, everything you hear in life, but because I'm speaking for the podcast, I'd say everything you hear in this podcast is not the way, it is simply a way, okay, okay. I want to implore you to Bruce Lee, everything you hear in this podcast, absorb what is useful, disregard what is useless, and add what is essentially your own. Let all knowledge become self-knowledge, you know, but don't by any means think that my approach to this comes from really much else or anything beyond my experience in the game. Okay, my experience and the experiences of others are what I'm aiming to to share here with you guys in order to help foster and contribute to your growth in your craft exponentially, and my growth and my uh, value and my ability to understand and do and make connections and things like that will also be growing exponentially, uh, just as a byproduct of doing this podcast, you know. But you know, I, there's a lot of ego in this game a lot of people get the wrong optics on it. And I just don't ever want anything I say or any opinion I have or any view that I have to come across as if I think I know anything. You know, one of my main focuses in life is just keeping that empty cup, man, that empty cup, you know, because when your cup is full, it can't be filled, you know? Um, and, and really just knowing that I know nothing. So everything that, uh, is going to pass through this microphone from my end on this podcast is going to come from a place of, you know, genuine humility and, and, and authenticity and genuinely, when I say genuinely, I mean, it's going to come from a place of like, look, this is what I think works. This is what I've experienced works. And this is, this is what I'd like you to take into consideration, you know? So... Uh, if anyone ever attacks me for anything outside of that realm of contribution, I'm just going to refer them back to the first podcast, you know, where we're just here getting to know each other. And I kind of lay my heart out on the line with regards to everything that that this, this podcast is going to contribute. Um, the goal is, you know, like I've only been in the game for, you know, 10 years. And the thing is, like... You know, a lot of guys, like when you hear my resume and and I talk about how I've been to over 60, you know, 65 countries and I talk about how I've been in the game for 10 years. You know, I say that so people will understand where I'm coming from. But in the grand scheme of things, man, it's nothing. It's a drop in the bucket compared to what guys are doing out there compared to what I would still be doing if I kept my uh my 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 jobs and my contracts situated and oriented in the same way I and mean, I didn't I changed things up on purpose because I had different goals and values and the, uh, another chapter in my life. I'm still in the game. Don't get don't even get it twisted. I'm doing all kinds of work, um, but just not traveling three weeks a month, you know, um, but. You know, when I say that, I, it's not like my 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 wild card, my ace of spades. I'm slamming on the table like it is when most guys talk about their background. You know, I say that so you know kind of the perspective, the perception, the optics I'm bringing to the conversation. Um, but my ethos is, you know, <laughs> the wisest man in the world is the man that knows he knows nothing. So just just listen knowing that that's my heart when I'm communicating and and sharing these experiences with you and aiming to contribute to the game uh, with this podcast, please. So I think with all of those things out of the way, you know, we'll talk a little bit about like I talked about the aim of the podcast and where we're taking things. I want to get into history. I want to get into, you know, ancient customs and courtesies and ancient Cultures with regards to protection and things that they used to do, and you know, I want to study a lot of that. Um, In the next few episodes, I've got uh, some guys coming on talking about a number of different things. A number of local business owners that uh, believed in me are going to talk about what they're looking for when it comes to hiring guys, uh, the types of things that will help you shine and stand out in the industry, the types of things that are going to help you, you know, like win in this industry. I'm going to get them on here and talk about those things. Um, And so you're going to get some optics on that if you're trying to find work You know, we're going to talk a lot about how to find work (laughs) because that's a skill set in this industry. A lot about networking. You know, a lot of what I've created has been a result of networking, how to market yourself. Um, Those are those types of things. I don't know exactly what I want to keep the the, the pace like yet. Um, I might drop one every week. I might drop one every two weeks. Uh, But two weeks will be the maximum amount of time I'll go without dropping anything uh, in the podcast for you guys. I can. That's that's where I'm at with that. Um, uh, after kind of setting those ground rules, I think let's get into a little bit of just the straight executive protection uh, content. Oh, one last thing. Yeah, you know I'm gonna try to have like every other podcast be with someone in the industry or with some specialist that has something to do with our industry or something to contribute to. Uh, to the game to the podcast so if you guys have anyone in mind that you think is noteworthy that has something really good to say to other agents and people wanting to get in the game send me a direct message send me an email through the website executiveprotectionlifestyle.com go to our website hit the contact us form and send me suggestions for the podcast or just reach out to me on any of the social media platforms that I'm, I'm on which is Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, but the best one to get a hold of me, honestly, is, is, is Instagram. Um, how this whole thing started was actually that I uh, and a friend of mine started talking about, I don't remember what it was exactly, but it was basically, we talked about this brand, Executive Protection Lifestyle, and it was really his idea. And as we kept talking about it, I kind of was like, yo, I think we should create a group And we ended up creating a Facebook group and the Facebook group ended up, you know, obviously it's blown up as you guys probably have realized by now. Uh, It's probably the, if not one of the fastest growing executive protection uh, groups on Facebook. You know, it's doing real well. It's doing real good. Guys are in there getting work, finding work. Guys are in there networking on a daily basis. The networking potential and power—just not potential. The networking power of our Facebook group, Executive Protection Lifestyle, is amazing. I wish there was a tool like that uh, in existence when I got into the game. You know, like getting into the game has gotten a lot easier, a whole lot easier. But now. You know, with the social media thing, you know, it's really, really becoming easy, you know, and we're starting a group on LinkedIn as well. Both LinkedIn and Facebook will both have executive protection lifestyle groups um, just because LinkedIn's more serious. It's more business oriented. But with the Facebook group, you know, if you have a job, you need staffed, throw it up in the group. You know, there are professionals in there, obviously back vet everything, you know, obviously <laughs> do your diligence. Um, but the quality of the guys in that group and the professionals that I've worked with out of the group um and the work I've gotten because of the group is it makes the group extremely valuable to me you know and 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 I think that's awesome and I think that's something that each and every one of you guys can really leverage and benefit from just for sure you just have to do it you know and contribute to the group, don't go in there and start spamming and just, you know, sending stuff about your courses and your company and like posting flyers in there. That's not the right approach. The right approach to demonstrate value is make thoughtful posts in the group, start thoughtful conversations about what we do, you know, demonstrate value by contributing tips, Techniques apps you're using and ask good questions and things like that Um, Because the more you do that the more people will become more well acquainted with you Uh, The more you say the more they'll understand your paradigm and you know You'll attract people in that group that you should work with because you know, they will be resonant on whatever level you're on. So I think uh, the group has become uh, quite a significant tool uh, that can really foster success in this industry so that's an honor um to be a part of putting that together and if you're not part of the group going ahead go to executiveprotectionlifestyle.com there's a portal there get on the linkedin group get on the facebook group the facebook group's the original premier group um and get connected with us but most of all the best way to be connected with us is to get on our mailing list and that way you won't miss anything uh right now just with regards to a few little events that we've had uh the turnout that we're able to bring to to the game is becoming more and more considerable so depending on when you listen to this podcast this will probably have already happened but we're going to start having our own events uh we're gonna we're gonna start uh hosting trainers and you know individuals that we think can really contribute to the executive protection skill set specifically start hosting a couple of those guys and and then bring in big names out to train our group so if you want to know what's going on with the group you know get on the mailing list that's the best way to be be sure that you know um and also get on that mailing list so you don't miss a single podcast because they're going to be packed with value obviously here i'm just kind of let this is just like me and you flowing i'm letting you know where i'm at where i'm coming from what i'm going to be contributing here uh so you know what to expect but uh with the other podcasts they're packed with information they're packed with like all the industry things that people don't think about they don't realize are important and 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 all the different things that have helped me be successful and also that i believe are going to help uh, others be successful and all the things that other guys that i'm interviewing and talking with have 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 uh, have also used for success. So, you know, the other episodes will be nothing like this, but I hope you're enjoying this too. So a little bit of executive protection content. We're going to start with some baseline stuff today and we'll work our way up. Okay, so what does the executive protection lifestyle consist of? It consists of uh, living a life that fosters being a protector, living a life that fosters service. I talked a little bit about being able to make the transition from being uh, a, a combatant or making the transition from warlord to guardian, you know, um, and that that's a real thing. And it, it brings with it a lot of cognitive dissonance. Um, but being able to really live a lifestyle that, you know, for me, like I said earlier, protection is just organic to me. It's who I am. It's what I do. If I was hanging out with you, I'd be protecting, you know, if I was, if I'm walking down the street, I'm hard targeting. If I walk into a room, I'm at, I'm, I'm, I'm taking the hard points in the room. You know what I'm saying? My, my back is to the wall. I'm checking out proxemics. I'm looking at who's where, what they're doing and why I'm paying attention to how other people's limbic systems in their brain are causing them to act in my environment to ascertain little clusters of information with regards to, you know, Who's nervous? Who's not nervous? Why might they be nervous? What are we talking about? You know, uh, I you know, I did my time in the Marine Corps Infantry and got blown up a few times and did all that fun jazz. And people are like, well, you know, you have PTSD. Well, I don't know if I have PTSD. Yes, I had PTSD <laughs> I mean, coming out of there. And I feel like I probably still do. But I also feel like it's helped me become better. It's helped me become a better man, a better protector. Because they're like, yo, isn't this hypervigilancy thing, it not it exhausting? I'm kind of like... Nah, man, I love it. I love it because it gives me an edge. My brain is hyperactively paying attention. I'm at a higher level of consciousness with regards to what's going on around me at all times. I am paying attention. You know what I mean? Like, uh, for those of you who, like, know me and hang out with me, like... I'm I'm a conversationalist. I'm a social butterfly. But you know, if we're on a job, you're not expecting me to look at me look at you when I'm talking to you. You know, what I mean, we'll have whole entire conversations. I'm not looking at you. You know, I'm sitting there taking in information from my environment. So, you know, the what I believe is, you know, the executive protection lifestyle. You're an individual who, no matter where you go, that place is safer because you're there. Yeah, you know I mean, and, and it's a lifestyle. Whether you're working, whether you're not working, that place is safer. Because you're there. And what does it take to be able to really live a lifestyle that fosters that mentality and puts you in a position to always contribute that value? You know, it's 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 the books you're reading. You know, are you feeding yourself information that's gonna make you a little bit more dangerous? That's gonna make you a little bit more a little bit smarter, that's gonna help you get and stay left of bang, you know what I mean? That's going to help you be ahead of the power curve before something happens. You know, are you taking in information that's going to help you um, save someone's life or help you prevent something bad from happening? You know, people think that executive protection is a lot of different things. Uh, Your first line of defense, man, not even your first line of defense. I'd say your first line of defense when it comes to this job is um, your plan and your strategy you know, have you planned for what you're about to do? And what is your plan going into what you're about to do? That's like the most important thing. Ah, I take that back, not the most important thing, but it is part of the foundation of your success in this in this game. The second thing that a lot of people I don't think really pay attention to, um, but uh, you know, guys that do the job a lot really know, is situational awareness. Situational awareness Like you can have The muscles And you can have The sub-second draw But if you don't have Situational awareness If you get sucked Into that cell phone If you get sucked Into talking to that You know Like I don't know Distraction uh the guy that's just like taking up your time is talking to you like that the, the pretty waitress you know that's over there talking to you while your client's sitting at the table and you're at the security table if you get sucked into uh the distractions around you or fixated on any one thing too long there's gaps in coverage uh if you aren't moving your client you know because you're getting kind of sucked into situational situational things um situational awareness is Probably the next piece of the foundation of doing this job really well. You know, understanding how to read someone's body language, understanding, you know, what it means if their feet are pointed a certain way, if their body's telling you that they're open to you, if they're closed to you, understanding, you know, when you're with someone what their nervous twitches are what their baseline is and you know kind of why they might be acting like they're a little bit uncomfortable you know what I mean understanding things like that and and knowing how to look for things like that and that situational awareness is really what fosters like you doing a good job long term you know you're walking down the street with your client you're looking at everything you can like noticing that one person that oriented themselves towards you that's getting ready to reach over and like grab your client's purse or your client's hand or you know throw a pie in their face while you're walking down the street like at random being able to see that happen before it happens being able to like literally look into the future we live in a realm of like, like make believe sometimes, you know, because you're literally like you're looking into the matrix and you're looking to see what could be coming. You live in this realm of like what could happen, the could, should, possibly, you know what I mean? So you're out there all the time, 15 feet ahead of your client uh, and 360 degrees around your client at all times, sitting there uh, in that realm of possibility, And that one time that something happens and you do or don't catch it is what makes or breaks you. You know, you have, you should have, you know, a cone of situational awareness around you and your client, uh, you know, at all times. And when, and every time you look down and you lose that, uh, you're vulnerable, you know. Kind of the next thing that I'd say would really foster success and, and, and really is important an important tool is really your confrontational skills, you know, your de-escalation skills. You know, I'm working on defusing a confrontation before anything ever happens, long before anything ever happens. I show up in an environment and I'm default respectful long before anything ever happens, you know what I'm saying? I'm confident, I'm professional, I'm efficient, and I'm default respectful. And I'm that way for a few different reasons because, you know, As I show up into the world that way, into my environment that way, into the hotel lobby that way with my client, not that we'd be in the lobby, but like, as I show up into that environment, that new environment with my client that way, you know, I've been default respectful to everyone around me. I've been confident, you know, I'm not so serious that I'm like the big, bad, serious guy, you know, it's kind of funny, like, it doesn't work that well, people start to want to challenge you if you act like you're hard, you know, I'm relaxed. You know, and, and and I interact with people in like a really kind of caring, uh, clean, professional way. And what that does is, you know, that one person who is staked out, waiting for your client to come and say what's up, like literally waiting for you and your client to come out, that wants to like bugaboo you or you know do something. If you've already began to gain rapport with that person by being default respectful there's a higher chance that they really won't want it. They'll have a harder time disrespecting you. And yeah, the determined ones who are there for a reason are still going to come with it. But There's like a whole bunch of peripheral ones that are standing around that will be like, either like, oh, who's that? Who's that? And like, they'll either jump in and add to the stupidity of the equation or they're gonna just like watch or they may even help you through the situation if things get too crazy because you've been like putting that good vibe, that good, strong, confident energy out and you've been treating everyone with respect. It's social dynamics, you know? And that's kind of like the first tool you know when we're pick pick when we're getting into our pick them deep you know simplify uh of 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 within my tool chest and so like if I have to walk up to someone and ask him hey excuse me we just need to get through here um you know just based on the way I'm carrying myself and affecting my environment I should have I'm tr- aiming to have decent rapport with them before I even open my mouth they're like oh there's a cool dude he gave me a nod when he walked in the lobby you know uh he acknowledged me and, and showed me respect so you know it's not like and I'm not asking them in an entitled way either. I'm asking them in a respectful way. And so that relationship continues there. And people are much more obliged to, uh, to accommodate you when you approach them with respect and honor, which is something we're losing in today's society, you know. So the tools you use with regards to conflict and the de-escalation of that conflict is, is extremely important. So beyond that, I mean, you get into, you know, your ability to actually get into, which you don't ever want to be in a verbal altercation, but your ability to kind of verbally verbal judo. I mean, that's another amazing book that everyone here should read. Uh, You'll hear me reference a lot of books and push a lot of books because I'm big on educating yourself to do this job. 100%. I'm big on educating yourself, period. Um, I've read well over 300 books in my life and um at the time of this podcast I'm finishing my third degree I have an associate's in business and a bachelor's in science and psychology and now I'm finishing my master's in the sciences psych- and, and, and counseling and psychology so I'm big on education um and educating yourself uh, but when it comes to you know de-escalating a situation verbally you know that's like one of your next tools and then you just obviously you escalate from there but that's not done from a place of aggression and dominance first. You know, even with that, you start off showing respect and making your request. You know, it can get to a place, you know, of aggression and dominance and, 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 and even combat uh, if need be. But it's very seldom that anything even remotely like that isn't ever necessary. And if it is, you have failed. You have failed to do your job. And it might be the last time you're out with that client. So you got to do a job, do your job better so it doesn't even get there because if you're raising your voice, you're losing control. You see what I'm saying? If you're tied up talking to someone because you're trying to control them and your client's like anywhere within your proximity, you're not, you're losing control. They've got you at a sticking point and you don't want to be in that position, man. Especially when you're in the world of unknowns. So... Um, And then from there, from the verbal, you get into physical and then you get into all this combative stuff, you know, and I'm guilty of it. You know what I mean? I'm guilty of producing a whole bunch of content that's around guns and uh, combat. And that's because I'm a gun enthusiast and that's because I'm a Marine Corps infantryman. I'll always love guns. You know, I'll always be doing reviews and going to courses. That's also because, you know hard skills are important. That's also because at the end of the day, if that portion of my skill set is required, you know, and I have the opportunity to be in a fair fight, I'm going to be prepared. I'm not gonna fail because I didn't put in the office hours underneath the streetlights to become and to be the person that I need to be when it counts. You know what I mean? Your client's counting on you. They're paying you. But also your whole family's counting on you to come back home. You know, I, something I, I, I that, really, that really gets to me is I just see a lot of professionals in this industry that don't take that aspect of the game uh, seriously because something hasn't happened to them or things haven't happened. And they just think that because once upon a time, you know, they were special forces, black magic ninja wizard, you know, flipper killer with with eighteen black belts that now they can still do the same things that they used to do and it's like riding a bike. And really I just I I, I respectfully disagree, you know, because I just don't think it is. I I got out of the Marine Corps and I, I remember I was shooting with some of my civilian friends. And I was excited to get back into the guns and, and do a few things and You know, I remember, you know, you have this sense of superiority being a Marine because we just do. Discipline's everything. Discipline is kind of what we believe separates us from uh, much of the pack. You know, so we, you know, even to this day, when I look at you, I see your standards. When I look at you, I see your standards. When I look at you, I see your physical fitness standards. When I look at you, you'll hear me say things like this all the time. So when I look at you, I see your 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 standards with regards to, you know, everything in your life, because you won't get in this life what it is you want, you'll get in this life what you have to have. So discipline's huge. Discipline's big. But anyways, I'm sitting here with, you know, a few of my guys, my civilian friends, and they're like, We're going to the range, and they're like, You're finally gonna learn how to shoot. And I'm like, Learn how to shoot I'm a United States Marine. Like, I'm like, I've been to combat. Like, what do you think this is, you know? Um, I'm like trying to have a hard time taking these guys serious. And, you know, sure enough, I get there. I get to the, to the range. I get to the match. And, you know, I'm at a shooting match and it really gave me a lot more perspective than I had on, you know, shooting and, you know, what I really could and couldn't do. You know, obviously, you know, shooting competitions aren't everything, but by any means at all. But they kind of show you where you stack up with regards to a certain aspect of shooting. And I think you'll see real quick where the wheels come off in your game. You know, if, if you start getting into that stuff and, you know, rounds down range, man, get your reps in, get your practice in. Here in California, there just aren't very many places, you know. Uh, where you can really move and shoot and have someone else set up the stages for you and uh, think and shoot and move, you know? So the shooting competitions are a wonderful way, I believe, to get to get real with that. But on the Once Upon a Time Guy thing, you know, I had to realize that, yeah, there's honor in the things I did. And the things I did contribute to my paradigm and who I am, and they've, they've helped me develop aspects of my engine and character that I won't give up for anything or anyone uh, that I can't get back and that are ultra valuable you can't get the things those things without going into the valley of the beast but that pushing and that seeking is something that has to be done consistently on a daily basis otherwise you're gonna lose it you're gonna lose your edge you will lose your edge man and that's something that I fear you know And I saw it that day. I experienced it that day, you know, when, yeah, man, I used to be a bad dude. But like in that moment, I wasn't, you know, because I let myself lose my edge. And I wrote a book about this actually called. Uh, finding meaning after the military. And it talks about the atrophy of identity. And it's something that basically happens when you're a warrior and you leave the fight and you're in the first civilian division. And, you know, you're not living the life that you were programmed or created to live as a warrior anymore. And you're trying to find value and demonstrate value and be taken seriously in your world where swords and guns are, are no longer appropriate. You know what I mean? And you don't know what to do and you can't find value in who you are and what you've done because it's no longer wartime. you know you're no longer in the Marine Corps you know so the atrophy identi- of identity starts to occur because you can't find value in yourself you don't know what your purpose is what do you do with something you don't have a purpose for three things happen misuse abuse and elimination you don't know what your purpose is you know what do you do with something in your house that you find that you don't know what the purpose is for it you throw it away and you know, I think that that's what a lot of guys have done with their lives as they've gotten out of the military. And, you know, even I started to do with my life, (laughs) you know, when I got out in a number of different ways, but I was really blessed to go straight into executive protection and I still almost ruined it, but we'll get more into that and probably the next podcast, but, um, the atrophy of identity, you know, and then the stress of that, you start drinking, you know, or start doing things to, to try to numb the pain and, You know, you look in the mirror and you know who you are inside, you know, you're that warrior, but the reflection looking back at you, you know, you're all overweight and, you know, you're getting so far away from your former glory that when you tell your war stories, you know, people don't even, you don't even know if they believe you anymore, you know what I mean? Or you tell them so many times because, you know, you were the most self-actualized in those moments. So those were the best moments of your life, those were the glory days, because in those moments you felt alive. But when you were living those moments, there was another period of time that was the glory days too. But the point is, you die a slow death because you're not keeping the edge sharp. And with the statistics about suicide and veterans, you already see what happens. You know These guys, we die long before we actually commit suicide based on due to the atrophy of identity, I believe. And that's why this lifestyle is so important. That's why the executive protection lifestyle is something that, you know, that's why the life, there has to be a lifestyle behind it. And it's not even just executive protection lifestyle, it's a lifestyle behind any job you do where you may have to give your life. Boom. How else are you going to have the mental, emotional, physical psychological fitness to be able to make the ultimate sacrifice without you know a lifestyle dedicated to that and we'll get more into my rituals and what i do on a daily basis we'll get way more into techniques and tactics we'll get way more into principles we'll hear from specialists in the industry employers in the industry you know we'll hear from everybody man it's just a matter of time but i'm really excited to be able to bring this to you and i wanted to just spend some time kind of set some baseline uh rules down as to where I see this podcast going, why I'm doing it, you know, kind of who I am. The next one, we're going to get into who I am, uh, and we're going to get into a bunch of fun stuff about the industry. We're going to go into my background. We're going to talk about networking and relationships and how they can change your life. We're going to talk about a little bit more about the warlord to guardian. We're going to talk about humility and confidence, how that balance is really really kind of perfect for executive protection we're going to talk about the overall ideal executive protection mindset what is executive protection we'll get into that branding you know how you have three brands you're representing your brand your client's brand and the company you're working for is brand at all times how to do that properly how to do that effectively we're going to also talk a little bit about the vanity of the industry you know, and certain things that you know people don't really talk about. You know, a lot of guys kind of wonder why they're not able to find work and 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 why they're not being successful in the, in the industry. And I think I'm going to shine some lights on some of that subject matter as well with those topics. So that's what I want to contribute with this podcast. I hope you enjoyed the first episode. I look forward to having many more conversations with you guys. Uh, so until the next podcast, one mind, many weapons. This is Byron, out. No podcast would be complete without a word to the sponsors, the folks that give us deals, support us, and make it easier for us to get hooked up with cool stuff. Uh, The folks whose brands we already, most of us believe in and were using long before they even sponsored us, Rogue American Apparel, thanks for what you guys do primary weapon systems you guys are awesome sidekick mounts you guys rock the house as well we got more sponsors to come because the brand is building to EPL so you guys tell your friends about us visit executiveprotectionlifestyle.com if you know any anyone who wants to get into the EP industry or is in the EP industry that's not listening to this podcast get them in the house because You know, this is where we're going to be giving information, techniques, tactics, all just stuff for you to think about while you're working uh, on the grind. But anyways, to the sponsors, Rogue American Apparel, Primary Weapon Systems, and Sidekick Mounts, use my code BYRON, B-Y-R-O-N, when you're checking out with these guys online for my discount. Right now it's 10%, but if we get more people listening to it and using it, maybe we can get it up a little bit higher. And in order to support this podcast, visit executiveprotectionlifestyle.com. Your donations will contribute directly to the expansion of this work, and all of that is much appreciated, as you guys all know, man. Uh, I'm humbled to be able to do this work, so executiveprotectionlifestyle.com to get hooked into making all of this stuff possible. Boom, I hope you guys enjoyed that episode of Executive Protection Lifestyle Podcast. This whole entire thing actually just started off as a Facebook group that blew up and is one of the fastest growing, if not the fastest growing executive protection, uh, Facebook group online. So if you haven't joined the Facebook group, join the Facebook group, uh, follow us on Instagram and check us out at executiveprotectionlifestyle.com. If you want to find me, that's Byron Rogers, motivation. Dot com And I'm on all the social media platforms, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook as well. So until the next podcast, y'all stay sharp out there. And as I say it, one mind, many weapons. Talk soon. Out.